everybody. Welcome back to the Kiss Me Quicks podcast. This is your favorite sexy librarian, Rose Carraway. I have a fantastic story ready for you guys by the fabulous Summer Marsden. But before we get to that, I've got some news for you and a very special request. All right. In the news, let's see. The Sexy Librarian's Big Book of Erotica is soon to go on tour. The book tour officially starts on September 4th. On September 4th, I am going to be at the Good Vibrations store on Polk Street in San Francisco from 6.30 to 8.30, and I do hope to see some lurid listeners there. Um, I, I want you guys to come by, visit that vibrator museum that they've got there, stay, hang around for some sexy stories that will be read to you from the Sexy Librarian's Big Book of Erotica, Get yourself a copy of the book, and I'd love to sign it for you. Maybe take some pictures, the whole shebang. Um, I'm really looking forward to meeting some lurid listeners out there. So um, please, please join me. Let's see. I've also got the blog tour will be happening for all of you people who follow the blog tours online. Um, The book is stopping at tons and tons and tons of people's blogs. So uh, if you go to, um, just follow me on Facebook, just search Rose Caraway, and I will be sharing and posting and all of that stuff um, on my Facebook page. And I believe like in Tumblr, everywhere, I'm going to share all of those goodies with you guys. There'll be excerpts and all kinds of fun stuff. Um, th- September is jam-packed full uh, of book tour, actual physical book tour events. Um, I'm going to be at Books, Inc. in Alameda on September 6th, which is my birthday. That is the 1314 or 1344 Park Street in Alameda. Um, I'm also going to be hanging out with the one and only Rachel Kramer Bessel at the Booksmith um, on Haight Street in San Francisco at I think it's 7.30 p.m. on September 15th. And it's just going to be the two of us. Uh, and we're going to read from, from the Sexy Librarian's big book there also. And then I've got a book signing event only. We're not going to read. We're just going to hang out. Um, I've got Lynn Townsend going to be there. Christina Wright's going to hang with me in Richmond, Virginia at the Fountain Bookstore at 1230 in the afternoon. Um, I, I know that there's a ton of lured listeners out there on the East Coast, so I'm looking forward to that. I know you guys are going to, you know, blow the doors off of the Fountain Bookstore. So be gentle with them. Come in, get your book. I'd love to sign it and meet you guys there. I've got, let's see, more book tour events on the 24th, the 25th. I've got tons of things scheduled. If you just go to the Kiss Me Quicks website, thekissmequicks.com, go to the box that says Rose's Calendar, and you guys will see all of the events uh, in September. And there's some stuff in October and even November. Um, also, I have been killing it on the Sexy Librarian blogcast. There have been so many fantastic interviews happening there, all uh, contributing contributing authors from the Sexy Librarian's Big Book of Erotica. I have had, most recently, Salome Wild. And as you guys, many of you may know, she is the author of Too Wondrous to Measure about... Godzilla. And you guys know that that is one of my all-time favorites. Well, I got to talk with her and she is just phenomenal. She is fabulous. And 
a woman loaded with talent, and I really cannot wait to have her again. So if you guys want to get in on that interview, give it a listen. Head on over to the website, and you guys will see the Sexy Librarian podcast uh, link there, and then you can go ahead and give it a listen. Uh, Let's see. I think that that's all that I wanted to get to today, because today's episode is very, very special. Um, I... I've got a fabulous story that I want to give you from a fabulous writer, Summer Marsden. Uh, She is no stranger to the Kiss Me Quicks. She is also a contributing author to the Sexy Librarian's Big Book of Erotica. She is the author of the story titled Appetizer, and it is fabulous, Um, and it's really hot. And the story that I've got for you today, um, I'm hoping we'll get you in the mood to give because... I she Summer does not know that I'm doing this, um, and I I want to ask for your guys's help. Summer Marsden, the erotica author that I I know I love I adore I look up to. Um, her family is going through some serious hardships right now. Uh, I don't want to go into too many details, but um, Summer is healthy, but uh, there she does have a family member. Um, who is very, very ill. And um, they, you know, the the income of a writer <laughs> is not, you know, she's, she's not a bazillionaire. And um, I'm hoping that maybe all of those lurid listeners out there that love Summer Marsden, that love the KMQ, will maybe be willing to kick a couple bucks toward her. Um, there is an anthology that several erotica authors have gotten together They've put it together. It's called Summer Loving, and it's 20 erotica stories, all kind of revolving around sexy, sizzling summer night fun. And um, you can get a Kindle edition for $2.99, or you can get the paperback. I think it, it's less than 10 bucks. So if you go to Amazon and type in Summer Loving, you will see it's edited by the fantastic Allison Tyler um, and just to give you an idea of who's involved in this, it's Allison Tyler, Tamsin Flowers, Selena Kitt, Rachel Kramer Bustle, uh, and there's a ton more. Uh, the artwork, uh, the cover art was designed by Wilson Rowe, who actually has designed a ton of uh, Summer Marsden's um, print books as well. So he he and Summer are really close. Um, so I'm hoping that maybe you guys can help help Summer's family out. Go to Amazon, get a copy of this book because all of the monies that this book earns go straight to Summer. It there it's all of it, 100%. I have actually um volunteered to narrate that anthology. I'm not going to be be able to get to it right away. It's going to be a couple of months before I can. Um I've got a ton of other books that I have got to get done because of contracts. Um, but that is on my list. And you guys know me. I love to, to, um, put stuff out there that, that, you know, for charities. Um, you know, I did the breast cancer anthology. I'm doing another charity anthology with Lynn Townsend. But this one, it's, it's kind of more important to me personally because I do interact with Summer Marsden a lot. She's guest written for the show. Um, and I've read her stuff for a long time, and I love the way that she writes. She nails emotion for me so damn well. And um, 
you know, I, I know that you guys know her. And if you don't, go check her out. She's fabulous. Um, one of the stories that was on the Kim Q written by, by Summer Marsden was, I've got a new girl now. So if you want to get a taste of Summer before you go commit to buying that anthology, go to the KMQ list in the podcast and find the story, I've got a new girl now. It is freaking hot. <laughs> and uh, she <laughs> she's just good. She's good. And she needs our help. Uh, you know, for me, dealing with um, cancer, uh, people who have cancer, I am one of those types of people, I'm just never quite sure what to say or what to do. You know, I, it's such a freaking hard thing to go through. And um, I'm just letting you guys know there is a direct way that you can help. So if you would be so kind, please go to Amazon and grab a copy of that anthology and, um, and help because it, it tru- they definitely need some help. And you can get the Kindle again, like I said, for two ninety nine, or the hard copy for less than ten bucks. So um, please, please do that. And you know, buy anything else, Summer Marsden, because you will not be disappointed. Um, I know that you know. I follow her on Facebook, and you know, to give you an idea, some days are just they're unbelievably hard for her and her family. And then some days, you know, you get to find out that there's these little triumphs that they get, and Every single day counts for them. So if you can, please, please spare that 10 bucks and, and donate it um, for a great cause. It, it will directly help them. So get your copy of Summer Loving at Amazon and um, get yourself some sizzling summertime sexy stories. So today's story, um, I'm going to go ahead and get right on to it. Today's story, Big Daddy and I um, are bringing you... A Summer Marsden special. And it's kind of a Christmas-ish one. It's not too Christmassy, so I don't want to put, you know, Christmas songs stuck in your head and it's only like August. Um, but it is, you know, a Christmassy tale to kind of help put you in the mood for some sexy giving. Alright, you guys, here you go. I present Eating Cookie by Summer Marsden. I felt my shoulders tighten. Sissy Montgomery. Her voice alone inspired dread. When Sissy gives you a ringy-ding-ding, you are in for slave labor. She's the president of the PTA for Shadow Meadow Academy. Unfortunately, I'm on the PTA with her and am currently her favorite mule. Sissy, what can I do for you? I tried to sound peppy, but only managed to sound nearly suicidal. Glad you asked, she trilled. I know I can always count on you. I'm in a bit of a bind and wondering if you could work your signature magic and bail me out. What's your bind? I sighed. I cradled the phone against my shoulder and continued dusting. I was trying to get my Christmas decorating done so I could start my shopping. Today would be a full-on assault. Of course you know the holiday bake sale is this week. Day after tomorrow. Anywho, I need 12 dozen homemade Christmas cookies to meet our quota. And how many dozen do you need me to do? I growled. 
I was already bristling at the emphasis on homemade. The bitch knew I hated to bake. She also knew that, if forced to do so, I always opt for the confections that come from a brightly colored box. Her girlish giggle made me want to throw the phone against the fireplace. Sissy is the human equivalent to the bubonic plague. Why, twelve dozen, of course! Anxiety nodded in my stomach, and I felt a little lightheaded. Twelve dozen? Homemade? I dropped the dust rag and sank into the nearest chair. I looked longingly at a bottle of burgundy on the sideboard. It wasn't even eleven o'clock, but Sissy had made me ready for a drink. Sissy, you can't be serious. Twelve dozen cookies by Thursday? Why can't I just do a couple dozen and some other mothers do the same? No reason for one person to bear the whole burden. I was embarrassed to hear the sheer terror evident in my voice. Surely Sissy was grinning like a baboon in her posh home. Cookie, she sighed, as if I were slightly slow. You do realize that the whole committee is working on this. I'm not asking anything of you that I haven't asked of other members. Marianne Warden is making 12 dozen peanut butter kisses. Rebecca Borden is making six bunt cakes. Even Sherry Lepicky is pitching in. She's making seven trays of baklava. Seven trays! Do you know how much work that is? I bit my tongue. I did know how much work it was because Sherry never missed an opportunity to describe the baklava process in mind-numbing detail. She's a pain in the ass, and, for the record, she loves making baklava. Instead of saying what I was thinking, I swallowed my pride and sighed. Yes, I do know how much work it is. All the other PTA members are pitching in as well. Everybody is going whole hog on this. The more we earn, the more money we have to get the band new instruments. And don't forget, we're funding a few students in Africa. I felt my self-esteem wither like a beer-soaked slug. I was being selfish. It was Christmas, after all. I could throw together some oatmeal cookies. They were my specialty because they were the only cookies that I didn't burn. Right, Africa. Okay, I can make you 12 dozen oatmeal. I'll do half plain and half with raisins and walnuts. Oh, dear. Those two words nearly sent me over the edge. I realized I was clenching my hands. My neck was tight. Visions of decorating, my three-page shopping list, open houses, and family events flashed through my mind. I had two months of work to do and about ten days to do it. Now, on top of the normal heart-stopping holiday stress, Sissy Montgomery wanted me to whip up twelve dozen homemade cookies like some Food Network star. Plus, I had a sinking suspicion that damn things were not going to be my famous, unburned oatmeal cookies. Oh dear what? I inquired through clenched teeth. Sybil DeMero is doing oatmeal. What I really need from you is gingerbread. My stomach dropped like I was on a roller coaster. Plain? I asked with a little squeak. That snooty laugh seeped through the phone into my ear. Cookie!
Cookie, with all that we're charging for these cookies, I can't very well have plain gingerbread. I need six dozen boys and six dozen girls. Please decorate them all. They should be gorgeous. We're planning on charging a dollar per bagged set. Everyone will get one boy and one girl. The bag should be clear cellophane tied with Christmas ribbon. You need me to bag them? I glanced again at the wine. I was either going to drink or cry. I still hadn't decided. Of course. Are you okay? You sound odd. I wisely remained silent. You can drop them off Thursday morning, no later than 10 in the morning. The bake sale starts at noon. Now, I really do have to go. I have oodles of calls to make and a million other things to do. I still have to Christmas shop. Luckily, I started months ago, so I only have two or three things left to pick up. Thanks a lot, Cookie. You're a lifesaver. The line went dead. What in the hell? I spun to see my husband, Christian, in the doorway. He looked horrified and bemused. The kitchen was a mess. The floor was sprinkled with flour and sugar. The counters were buried under an avalanche of ingredients and bowls. The windows were cracked to let some of the smoke out from my first batch of cookies, so it was chilly. Plus, there were naked gingerbread people strewn over every available flat surface. My husband is used to coming home to me cooking. Baking is a whole nother issue. Hi, can't talk. I think I had some kind of stroke or fit about an hour ago. I have a headache. My back hurts and my jaws nearly locked shut from clenching. I have four dozen of these fuckers left and then I'm drinking a bottle of eggnog. Spiked. I must have looked as bad as the kitchen because he backed up several steps and put his hands up. Don't attack. Do you mind telling me why it looks like a bakery blew up in here? You never bake. What's gotten into you? Sissy Montgomery got into me. I shrieked and slammed a baking sheet down so hard, all the little brown men jumped. Twelve dozen cookies, Chris. Do you know how many cookies are in twelve dozen? Of course you do, your friggin' accountant. Just let me tell you anyway because it will make me feel better. It's 144 cookies, not little round cookies either, 144 shape cookies. Do you know why that's worse? My husband simply shook his head and continued to stare at me. He looked a little pale and his mouth was hanging open. I was getting the impression that I was scaring him a touch. That is worse, I continued to rage. Because gingerbread-shaped cookies have arms and legs and heads. Appendages. Appendages tend to snap off unless you slide them off the baking sheet just right. It took me two dozen mangled boys and girls before I started sliding them off with a pizza board. You're almost done? He asked quietly. Four dozen left. I shouted and slammed another tray into the oven and kicked the door shut.
that's not so bad, he mumbled. Not at all. It wouldn't be so bad. I sighed as my anger suddenly left me and exhaustion took its place. It is bad, though, because I won't even be close to done. After they've all cooled, I have to ice them, decorate them, let them set, and then bag them. Oh, and I almost forgot, I have to tie them with Christmas ribbon. I was shaking and sweating and perilously close to tears. Christian dropped his briefcase and came forward. He wrapped me in his arms and pulled me close. Where are Kevin and Tracy? Kevin went to Philip's house and Tracy went to Jill's. They're eating out tonight. The first tear escaped and I sucked in a shaky breath. I had so much to do and was starting to panic. I needed to breathe. I needed to calm down. Did you scare them too? He whispered in my ear. I could feel him smiling against my cheek. A little bubble of hysterical laughter escaped me and I nodded. I think I did. The giggle became an earnest laugh, and I sank against him. You need to relax a little. You've been twisted in knots over Christmas since last week. This is just the straw that broke the camel's back. He kissed my temples and then my nose. I thought about drinking, I mumbled, but then all the gingerbread folk would look cockeyed and messy. There are other ways to relax, he said softly, rubbing my back and pulling me flush against him. You've got to be kidding. Have you looked at me in the last ten minutes? Sexy isn't how I'd describe myself right now. I think you're sexy, he said directly into my ear. Goosebumps rose on my skin as his breath warmed my face. You're all wild and frenzied like some warrior princess. His hands found my ass and pulled me aggressively forward. Apparently, he was telling the truth because he was rock hard as he ground against me. Amazingly, my body responded. I was so stressed and aggravated that I welcomed the firm pressure of his cock and the warm press of his belly against mine. Oh, I think it's working, I laughed. I feel a little better already. It was true. As a welcome flush spread through my face, I felt my limbs relax a little. The knot in my neck shrank just a touch. Now let's see what we can do about making you feel all better, Christian growled, pushing me back against the counter. This won't do, he remarked, and swept a pile of dishes into the sink. But, hush, I'll help you with those once I help you with this. He grabbed my waist and swiftly planted me on the counter. Without a word, he peeled off my athletic pants and threw them onto the kitchen table. I've read that the most important thing about a tasty treat is presentation, he said, his face intent. He left me for a moment as he gathered my garnishes off the butcher block. 
I watched him through hooded eyes. I couldn't remember ever being this horny. He stopped before me and ran a finger under the band of my thong. His hands traveled under the lace, stroked the soft skin of my belly. He withdrew his finger and cupped my mound through the tiny triangle of fabric that covered my bush. I moaned a little and leaned back on the counter. My hair was in a mixing bowl, my elbows were coated in flour, but I didn't care. I was too intent on the feelings my husband was coaxing out of me. This obviously has to go, he muttered half to himself. Before I could protest, he snipped the thong at the sides with a pair of kitchen scissors. Chris! He made little shushing sounds, yanked my shirt over my head, and freed me from my bra. Then he sank to his knees in front of me. Now, you are quite delicious all by yourself. I've always told you that. I felt a blush of shyness rise in my cheeks. He always embarrassed me when he talked like that. I was still embarrassed, but an accompanying zing of pleasure and arousal worked through me. My pussy was responding to his gentle praise. However, it is Christmas, and you do have a lovely assortment of decorating goodies. Let's see what we can do with them, shall we? I nodded, mesmerized by the look on his face. All desire and seriousness. We can start with the sugar, he murmured. But how will we make it stick? We need some moisture. He dipped a finger into my moist hole, and I instinctively pushed forward. He added a second finger to the first and stroked me from the inside. Some of this will do. He trailed the two fingers around my outer lips, coating me with my own juices. Then he took a spoonful of sugar and sprinkled it around the sensitive skin. The sugar tickled as it fell onto my flesh like brightly colored snow. That looks good, he said, leaning back to eye his handiwork. His warm breath feathered across my skin. Now, what else do we have? Sprinkles? I tried to laugh around the lump in my throat. The air in my lungs felt thick, making it hard to breathe. Yes, sprinkles are festive, aren't they? Christian dipped into me again and trailed his fingers just inside my inner folds. He was annoyingly careful not to touch my throbbing clit. You're torturing me, I managed. Ah, but I'm not. I'm preparing you. Won't it be that much sweeter when I eat you? A shudder worked up my spine. Ripples of pleasure skittered over my naked skin. I'd never seen Christian like this. I was both mesmerized and impatient. He had me primed, and now I wanted to come. I wanted his lips on me now instead of later. I suppose, I sighed as his finger brushed a fraction of an inch from my aching bud. Maybe not. Christian laughed softly and pulled back to inspect my artistically embellished sex. Not done, he muttered. Then swiftly he bobbed up and nipped an erect nipple. I sucked in a breath as he lowered himself once more. Damn, what's gotten into you? The Christmas spirit, visions of sugar plums, 
tidings of comfort and joy. His mouth twisted with an evil smile, and I tried to wrap my legs around his shoulders. Maybe I could force him forward. With a chuckle, he pushed my legs aside. Behave, Cookie. Santa is watching you. Good Lord, I hope not. I'm almost finished. Now be a good girl and relax. I tried to calculate the amount of time the gingerbread cookies had been in the oven, but quickly forgot to care when Christian's fingers plunged into me once more. Last time, he said, and rolled his slick fingers over my hard clit. I cried out and pressed against the firm pad of his fingers. My hips slid across the flowered surface of the counter. Stay still, he ordered, and I froze. With great care, he spooned a red cinnamon candy from the bowl and placed it against my hot skin. To my surprise, it stayed put. Don't move an inch. I stayed still as Christian stood. He kissed my eyelids, my temples, my nose. His tongue traced my lips, and I felt my chest tighten as if I were about to weep. Then he kissed me, parted my lips with his tongue. His hands found my waist and traveled up to my breasts as I struggled to stay still and preserve his decorations. I kissed him back fiercely, pressing my tongue to his. I was aching to grab onto him, to run my hands over the hard erection beneath his proper dress slacks. Sex had never been boring for us, but I had never seen this Christian before. I liked him quite a bit. He kissed me down my neck and nibbled my collarbone. He slid his tongue along the side swell of my breast, and his breath seared my skin like an invisible flame. My cunt responded with a fluid pulse. His wet tongue snaked across the bottom slope of my breast. He blew on my nipple, teasing it to full erection. A whimper uncoiled from deep in my throat. Please, I sighed, and that was it. Taking pity, Christian wrapped his lips around my nipple and gave it a long, slow suck. Pleasure coursed through me, and my stomach muscles galloped at the intensity of this sensation. He dipped his head to my other breast and nuzzled there for a moment as I sucked in air that came too slowly to my struggling lungs. Lost in the sensation, I shivered as he plunged two fingers into my dripping pussy. I was on the verge of begging. I didn't care about the sugar and the sprinkles and the candy. I wanted his cock in me. I wanted him to slam into me and slide me across the counter with each thrust. He took his time, moving with deliberate leisure. His fingers continued to swirl and to coax as he knelt. He placed gentle kisses along my ribs, my stomach. I clenched my fists to keep from demanding action. I would wait if I could. Finally, kneeling before his work, 
he looked me in the eye. Gorgeous. He sighed and then stretched out his tongue. He nibbled first at the outer layer of sugar. So far from my swollen clit that I thought I would die. All my nerves were alive, though. Each stroke of his tongue spiked pleasure through my body. My breath came in shudders and gasps as I clutched the edge of the counter. Christian stopped for a moment and kissed the inside of my thighs. Then he returned to lap up the sprinkles he had lovingly placed around my center, the fragile skin fluttering beneath his warm lips. Again, his tongue skated close to my bud, but never touched it. I whimpered as he licked the last of the sprinkles up. Now, for the best part, he sighed against me. I arched forward in anticipation. No, no, stay still. Somehow I managed to stop as he hovered over me. His breath warmed my clit and the candy. With a quick dip of his head, he encircled me with his lips and sucked me in. I teetered on the edge of orgasm, but pushed it back. One lick would not do. I needed more. I felt the candy part from my skin as he continued to work me. Forcefulness replaced gentle pressure. My muscles jumped as he tongued me. My shoulders banged the backsplash as my elbows buckled. His mouth seemed melded to my sex, and I was lost in the wet, velvet heat. I worked my hands into his hair and pulled him forward as I pushed up. I had been good, worthy of Santa Claus. Now I wanted to be bad. Feeling his teeth brush my clit, he slid a third finger into me and thrust roughly as his tongue fluttered and teased. The buzzer went off and we froze. Our eyes met and I shrugged. Fuck it. Reading my look, Christian sucked me in roughly and thrust his fingers forward. My body went rigid as a final nudge of his tongue plunged me into orgasm. I shut my eyes and allowed myself to get lost in the sweet pleasure and warmth. It was only after the echoes of satisfaction had passed that I became aware that the annoying noise still filled the kitchen. I slammed my hand against the oven readout and was thrilled when the buzzer ceased. Without moving, Christian grinned at me. He brushed a sheen of sweat from my belly and gave my nipple a gentle tweak. He rose from his knees and stroked my hips. Guess we should get those out of the oven, huh? Not yet, I growled and pulled him forward. I have my own visions of sugar plums for good little boys. I was relaxed, but I wanted more. There was a hard cock that needed attention. I unzipped his slacks. The wool was slightly rough beneath my fingers. I dipped my hand into his briefs and claimed my prize. Freeing his erection, I slid my hips forward through the flowered counter. I stroked my opening with the glistening head of his member as he shuddered. That's nice. He sighed, and I laughed. You know, I should torture you the way you tortured me. 
That wasn't torture. That was foreplay. You'll forgive me if I skip it, I asked, working just the tip of his cock into my hole. Okay, so I wanted to torture him just a bit. His tongue tasted like sugar and pussy, and I had to smile. You taste like me, I sighed into his mouth. I'd always had a slight aversion to kissing Christian after he went down on me. Now, I relished the earthy taste of my own juices. Delicious, aren't you? Maybe a little, I admitted, sliding forward to take him into my body. I noticed a fine mist of smoke spreading through the kitchen. I ignored it as he stroked me from the inside. His rigid cock filled me as each thrust grew more intense. I'm not going to last long. I got too worked up with you letting me do that. Anytime, I laughed, as the acrid smell of burning cookies began to fill the air. Uh-oh, he said, his eyes meeting mine. Forget it. This is more important. Sissy Montgomery can kiss my ass. I grasped his hips and forced him to go deeper and faster. I sucked his nipple into my mouth and purred against it. Oh, he said, as his pumps became more frenzied. I felt myself tighten and welcomed the second orgasm as it unfolded inside of me. That always gets me, Christian said, going rigid. What? I cried as my body bucked once more. When I feel you coming around me, it's like being squeezed by a slippery fist. With a final stroke, he came, pulling me flush with him and holding me tight. I left my hands on him to feel each quiver and pulse that traveled through his body. The smoke had completely filled the kitchen. Think we better do something about that, I coughed, reluctant to break the moment. Christmas won't be Christmas if the house burns down. True. Plus, to quote you, we have four dozen of these fuckers left. Then we have to decorate and bag them. We? Of course. Didn't I just prove that I'm good at decorating cookies? Good at eating them, too, I said, and kissed him again. gently laid the box on the donation table in the school cafeteria. Cookie, you made it! Sissy rose and took a peek in the box. For a moment, she looked startled. Then she fixed me with a bright, fake smile. Well, they look marvelous, even the wrapping. You seem surprised. No, well, maybe just a tad. I know how you loathe baking. I had a little help. Christian pitched in. Your husband helped you? Michael would never step in the kitchen. I guess I'm just lucky, sissy. Christian and I get on rather well in the kitchen. Her phony smile never wavered 
but the disappointment was evident in her eyes. I gave her a little wave as I was leaving. Make sure you call me before the next bake sale. I'd love to help out. I smiled. My smile was real. For Stupid Fish Productions, this is Rose Carraway. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you gave it away. So this year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart, but the very next day, you tore it apart. So this year, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. I'd like to thank the following musical artists. Tony Higgins, AKA Junior 85. Dams Cray. Seth Partridge. Chris Zabriskie. Nethis. Peter Sharp. Avid. And the feature credit song is the cover of Wham's Last Christmas by Hit Points. Special thanks go out to Summer Marsden for her fabulous story eating cookie. Don't forget, go to Amazon.com and get a copy of that anthology titled Summer Lovin'. And keep in mind that every purchase goes directly to Summer and her family. So if you are able, if you can help, I would appreciate it. Summer would appreciate it. All 20 authors that contributed a free story for this anthology will be eternally grateful. And also, while you're in Amazon, if you'd like, grab a copy of The Sexy Librarian's Big Book of Erotica. And don't forget, check that calendar at thekissmequicks.com and find out which date you can meet me on that book tour. I'd love to sign your book and maybe get a picture. All right, you guys, feel free to contact me anytime at thekissmequicks.com or search Rose Caraway on Facebook or Twitter. You can always call my voicemail line at... 202-810-5477. That's 202-810-KISS. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. See you soon. The Kiss Me Quicks is produced by Big Daddy Dave Carraway. You gave it away. So this year to save me from tears I'll give it to someone special Last Christmas I gave you my heart But the very next day You tore it apart So this year To save me from tears I'll give it to someone special
stupid fish. My boobies are rubbing on the microphone. <laughs>